Samadhi Rush, a Sunrose Yoga production. Reveal and remember your sacred nature through the practice of yoga. The mission of this podcast is to share the teachings of yoga in an accessible way and to hold space for meaningful discussion. To learn more, please visit sunroseyoga.com. The podcast is made possible by the generous donations of students. If you practice with us here, please consider making a one-time or recurring donation at sunroseyoga.com. Thank you. Hello, my sweets. It's Kelly. Welcome to episode 139 of Samadhi Rush. This is a 75-minute class all about the Manipura Chakra, the solar solar plexus chakra. Um, It's a spicy practice. We do some Kapalabhati. We move our bodies. We rest deeply. I play the crystal singing bowls during Shavasana. And I'm so glad that you are here. Thank you. If you're local to Portland, Oregon, I'm teaching some new classes. Be sure to check it out at sunroseyoga.com. In addition to all of the photos of the shapes that we do in this practice and lots of articles about yoga. Thank you so much for being here. I love you. Jema. So it's good to be together. Um, I'm Kelly and uh, I brought a few things with me today for this inquiry into Manipura Chakra and um, well so we'll just start to kind of talk a little bit um, the way I see our work together unfolding is a little discussion about Manipura and uh, a little meditation into the the solar plexus as part of the body and a little bit of breath work to prepare us for some breath work that we'll do later on. And then we'll move the body. Then we'll rest and I'll bang on some things. And, and then we'll say our goodbyes. Sound good? Good. Well, it's good to be here with you. And so I mentioned Manipura, this, this center of energy at the solar plexus. Has, does anyone know what Manipura means in Sanskrit? Has anyone heard the, or read that? It, it means city of jewels. And it's interesting because all of these, all of the, the, the chakras, they have um, the English sort of anatomical reference, you know, like the root, the sacrum, the solar plexus. But 
the the Sanskrit translation, like is like for most of them, is just pure poetry. And the city of jewels, this part of our of our subtle body anatomy is related to our sense of self. And this sense of self is so much more than uh, all of the labels that we carry around, all of the jobs that we do in the physical world. So it's, it's the light that illuminates the tapestry of our lives. That's the, the self. And, and so when, we're, when things are sort of out of balance in this part of our subtle body, we may become overly attached to certain stories that we've told about ourselves. Like, oh, I'm this kind of person. I do this, therefore I am this. And, and what we are practicing in, in yoga, and in particular when we go into the chakras, is like a way of recognizing that all of that eventually falls away. And you are still you. You are the light behind all of that. So on a, on a practical level, like um, for working with this chakra, uh, the color associated with this part of the body is, is yellow. And uh, I brought a chunk of cit- I thought I packed a chunk of citrine, but my four-year-old is very wily when it comes to crystals, <laughs> and so it disappeared between there and here. Uh, and the element is fire, which I love because it sort of like invites us to like burn up the, the limiting ideas that we have about ourselves. And the, the, the sense associated with this part of our subtle anatomy is sight, so that we see more clearly what's actually happening. And the bij, or the seed mantra, is rum. Spelled R-A-M, but in the Sanskrit pronunciation is Ram. And so I thought, as we're beginning, and so we're sort of like tapping into you know, our connection with the body and the breath, we could do a little singing. And um, because singing requires bravery, making a sound requires bravery, which is very much related to our sense of ourself in the universe. Like, I like for this to be as experimental as possible. I will play some notes, but you do not need to sing them. And let the sounds just sort of come out of you. Like, uh, rum is the beige, but if you are feeling like fire or sight or if there's some other word that arises like seeing that just try it out so we'll come to a, a seat hello welcome don't be uh, that supports an easy flow of the breath easy in and easy out and sometimes that's sitting and sometimes it's lying down and what we'll do is we'll close the eyes.
the eyes to remain soft, closed, easy. We'll let the body settle into the support it's already receiving. Relax into the natural, elegant length of the spine. And if it's available with your awareness, start to travel to this area of the body that we know as the solar plexus. So above the belly button by a couple of inches between the ribs. And start to become aware of sensation in this part of the body. Notice what you already feel here. And the yogis refer to this part of the body as, as the hara, the true heart. when there's fire in the belly and when we are inhabiting ourselves in their completeness, we're attuned, we're flowing in this part of the body. And that work begins with awareness, with simply noticing what you feel there. And from that space of of awareness and noticing, can you invite this sensibility of, of fire, of warmth, nourishment, transformation, whatever associations you make with fire, can you bring that into this part of the body, the true heart? Manipura, city of jewels. And with our awareness still on this part of the body, and with the home fires burning, so to speak, can you call into your awareness the word love? And on the inhalation, silently repeat the word love. And on the exhalation, can you feel love in the solar plexus?
as a sensation. What does love feel like in the body in this moment? start to relax or soften the effort of holding this mantra and holding the the essence of the word in the body we'll start to soften the effort of being so interested in the fire that burns in the hara, the true heart We might come back just to that sense of being held by the earth and maybe being grateful for the unencumbered river of the spine. You might deepen the breath and slowly invite the eyes to separate and open. Noticing how this this sense of sight, this sense of Manipura returns to you. And this is something that we'll we'll stay with, this sense of curiosity and attending to the sensation in the body throughout the practice. And in your own time, hi, hmm, and in your own way, we'll move toward all fours on the knees. And... We'll be on the knees for a bit, so if you like to pad the earth with a blanket, then do that. And if you like to have blocks for things like lunging and and forward folding, we have these beautiful blocks at the back of the room. So feel free to take as many props as the work invites. Absolutely, yes. Oh, I like that jingle. That was nice. 
And so really sort of take your time to feel your way into the all fours shape that feels stable. Noticing how wide or narrow the hands are and likewise for the knees. And what we'll do from this regular old fashioned table that we probably have all found our ways into many times before, we'll walk the hands, maybe a handprint closer to the knees. So you're in a sort of truncated version. And as you breathe in, we'll tuck the toes under and we'll let the belly drop down and the tailbone point up as we shift the hips back toward the heels. And as you breathe out, we'll shift the weight back forward, letting the spine round deeply. And as you breathe in, shift the hips back as you arch the back and maybe gaze up. And as you breathe out, round. And we'll do this a handful of times at the pace of your own breath. Moving just like you. So if there are those moments where the body invites you to try something, try it. And the next time that you're rounding into that rocket-like cat, we'll pause in this shape. We'll hold it for a couple of breaths. And you might sort of shift your weight forward into the hands, into the wrists, and claw the fingertips into the floor. You might sort of wrap your sitting bones under the body so they're pointing down toward the backs of the knees. And with a breath in, we'll let the belly drop. We'll point the tailbone up. And we'll come to this, you know, sort of short stance cow pose. And you might let a wiggle happen from left to right. <coughs> and on a breath in, we'll meander back to regular old-fashioned table, walking the hands a handprint for forward, breathing into the fullness of the back of the body. As you take your next breath out, we'll tuck the toes under, or untuck the toes, move the hips toward the heels and the forehead toward the floor to Bhaktasana devotional. And while we're here, you might shift the hips from side to side or walk the fingertips forward on the floor, lifting through the armpits and then letting them soften. And slowly, we'll come to sit on the heels. So we'll walk the hands toward the knees, bringing the torso upright. Now we'll be here in a seated shape for a couple of breaths as we practice Kapalabhati, or the skull shining breath. And so if it would make sense, as it does for many of us, to place a block between the feet or a bolster between the feet, then do that. Now, the Kapalabhati pranayam is, is forceful, it's fiery, it's, you know, prime fodder for the Manipura chakra. 
but it's also like a sort of mystical type of work. And if you've practiced this before, you might know like how much heat it creates and how that can feel in the body if you don't sort of align with that sensibility of love or peace or something greater than yourself. And so as we practice this, if we can come back to that essence of love over and over and over again, it is so much more powerful. Um, so to practice the breath, it will practice a very forceful exhalation. And the inhalation is almost like a rebound. Um, for lots of people, it helps to bring uh, a fist to the belly somewhere. As, as I've been experimenting with this, I've noticed in my body, it comes lower in the belly. So I bring my fist down here below my belly button. Um, you might also just leave your hands down. So the way we find our way into the breath is we take a breath in, we take a full breath out, a little breath in, and then the exhalations start and it sounds like this. And there's a little pumping that's happening at the belly. Um, if it's your first time practicing this, go nice and easy, maybe a little bit slower than that, but really let it be about the exhalation. Um, and if it's useful to use your hand on the belly, then do that. Otherwise, let it, let it go. So we'll take a breath in and let it out. And a breath in. Go maybe four more seconds. Let it out and then resume your natural breath. And if you can remember that sensibility or the essence of love, Come back to that. And so we'll have an opportunity a couple more times in our in our asana practice practice to come back to this this forceful breath, kapala body. Um, but I thought it would be helpful for us to do it without the added variables first. From here, breathe your way into all fours, hands and knees full length of the body, breath in. And as you breathe out, we'll tuck the toes, move the hips toward the heels, lift the knees away from the floor and slowly unfold into downward facing dog, Adho Mukha Svanasana. And we'll spend a couple of breaths here, like breathing and moving, feeling your way into the shape, noticing the engagement the interactions between the body and the shape, the body and the earth, the breath and the body, the breath and the environment. 
And as it comes to you, let a breath in, invite the right foot to step forward between the hands and make our way into a regular old-fashioned runner's lunge. And the hands might elevate onto the blocks to support, you know, just connecting with the length of the body, the length of the spine, the length from the center of the left heel all the way to the crown of the head. And we'll bend the left knee a little bit for support, for stability, engaging the glutes. And we'll bring the hands to the top of the right thigh and pause. Let the tailbone feel the gravity that's already happening in the heart. Lighten. As you take a breath in, we'll sweep the arms around and up toward the sky and we'll pause. And at the pace of your own breath, as you breathe in, we'll rise up into the hip, straightening the right leg, reaching for the sky. And as you breathe out, bend the knee, bending at the elbows. And we'll do it a couple of times, breathing in, lengthening, lifting, opening, and breathing out softening. A couple more, just like that. Attending to sensation in the body. We'll pause in that shape with the elbows bent, the knee bent. Let the hands soften around that essence of love. As you breathe in, we'll hinge from the hips, just sort of tipping the torso forward, gazing at the floor. And as you breathe out, reach the left hand toward the front of the room, reach the right hand back toward the wall behind you. We'll take in a breath here. And as you breathe in, we'll cartwheel the hands toward the earth. So the right hand comes down toward the floor, onto the floor or the block, right below the left shoulder. And the right hand comes to the right hip. Breathe into the length of the body. And as you breathe out, we'll start to twist, gazing to the right with the face, with the throat, with the chest, by keeping this, the pelvis the space from the solar plexus down to the tailbone, steady, solid, secure. And as you breathe in, we'll take the right hand and we'll reach, we'll sort of like rainbow it up over the head and down to the floor in front of you. And as you exhale, step back to downward facing dog. Shift the hips from left to right, maybe bend one knee at a time. Move like you. Let the shape be a conversation where you're listening and asking questions, learning. And as it comes to you, let an inhalation invite the left foot to step forward between the hands. We'll meander our way to that runner's lunge, second side, and maybe appreciating the length of the body, particularly the, the shininess, the length of the right side of the body from the toenails across the crease of the hip all the way to the collarbones. Maybe bending the right knee a little bit, finding some stability there, engaging the glutes. Hands come to the top of the left thigh and pause. Feel into the gravity that's already happening. As you breathe in, we'll reach toward the sky, straightening the left leg. 
As you breathe out, bend the knee, the elbows. And we'll move like this, just at the pace of your own breath. Noticing what insights come to you. Like if you're aware of a certain part of the body on the in-breath, and another part of the body on the out-breath. And the next time you exhale and bend into this pull-up arm lunge, we'll pause here. Soft shoulders, soft hands, soft jaw. And as you breathe in, we'll just hinge from the hips, almost like we're doing like a robot type of a shape. And as you breathe out, we'll reach the right hand toward the front of the room and we'll reach the left hand toward the back of the room. Full breath in here. And as you breathe in again, we'll reach the right arm forward and down to the floor right below the shoulder. Bring the left hand to the left hip and breathe into the length of the body and as you breathe out, search that twist to the left with the face, with the throat, from shoulder to shoulder, down to that city of jewels, Manipura. And with the breath in, we'll reach the left hand back and sort of rainbow it up overhead reaching forward and down to the floor. And as you breathe out, we'll step the right foot forward to meet the left Uttanasana, standing forward fold. Let the back of the skull soften, let the shoulders soften. What if the work here were to attend to gravity? And for most of us, like the most challenging aspect of this shape is letting go in the neck and in the head. And as you breathe in, press the feet into the floor with purpose. And we'll start to roll all the way back up to stand. Maybe sweeping the arms, hands, and fingers to the sky. And breathing out, bringing everything back to the heart. Notice what you feel. Notice where you feel. On a breath in, we'll sweep the arms, hands, and fingers to the sky. And as you breathe out, we'll dive forward, Uttanasana. As you breathe in, we'll slide the hands up the shins or up the thighs and bring the torso up halfway. Artha Uttanasana. And exhale, fold. And let's do that two more times, inhaling up halfway. And exhale, fold. And this last time, as you breathe in, we'll come up halfway and we'll pause here. So the torso is parallel to the earth and you might bend the knees a little bit. Just to sort of support ease in the jaw, ease in the spine. 
and we'll slide the hands to the tops of the thighs if they're not already and as you breathe out in this shape we'll let the spine round so let the the tailbone start to gaze down at the floor press the hands into the thighs round the back now we'll keep the low back like this so we're bending the knees we're letting the tailbone sort of wrap under the body sitting bones wrap under the body we'll draw the belly button a millimeter closer to the spine and as you breathe in invite the heart to bloom so lift the heart lift the gaze soften the shoulders beautiful and as you breathe out fold forward uttanasana with hands either on the floor or on your blocks as you breathe in we'll step the right foot back we'll lower the heel toward the earth Press the feet into the floor. Left knee is bent, right leg is straight and strong. And we'll rise up into Virabhadrasana 2, Warrior 2. Soft in the shoulders. Soft in the tailbone. Yeah, tailbone is attending to the gravity that's already happening. The belly button might move a millimeter closer to the spine to support this bendy part of our back, the lumbar and the heart blooms nice. And on an inhalation, we'll bend the left elbow, bring the forearm to the top of the thigh, and as you breathe out, we'll start to drop the right arm down toward the earth and reach up overhead. Uttita Parsvakanasana, soft in the shoulders, soft in the jaw, soft in the back of the skull. Find a position or a station for the neck and head that communicates ease. Can the hands communicate a certain tenderness with that essence of love that we tapped into was revealed in the transition toward trikonasana, pressing the feet into the floor, slowly moving the left leg toward straight, maybe sliding the left hand down toward the shin, possibly reaching the right hand straight up toward the sky. Soft in the shoulders, soft in the jaw. And as you breathe in, press the feet into the floor, rise up to stand. And as you breathe out, we'll release the arms. And we'll turn both sets of toes to face this long side of the mat. For some of us, angling the toes in slightly makes sense. For others, it's just straight up parallel feet. Bring the hands to the hips. Tailbone is heavy, heart is light. And on an exhalation, press the feet into the floor and we'll hinge from the hips. Take a teeny tiny little bend in the knees so that we don't really hang out in the knee joint. And you continue to sort of attend to the length of the spine and lead with the heart. Manipura, 
this sense of this healthy sense of self will lead us to anahata, the realm of the heart. Anahata, the heart chakra. That means anahata in English means the unstruck, unstruck chord. As we breathe in, press the feet into the floor. Use the strength of the legs to rise all the way up, to stand. Pause. Notice what you feel. We'll turn the heels in and the toes out. And as you breathe in, sweep the arms, hands, and fingers to the sky. And as you breathe out, we'll bend the knees and the elbows. Let's do that a couple of times, breathing in, rising up, and breathing out, bending. We'll do it a couple of times. This shape is called horse, and I've been reading this sort of controversial uh, text called The Hindus on Alternative History, and it talks a lot about like horses in mythology and how they're like super fierce. So the next time you exhale and you bend the knees will stay in the shape horse. Feet connecting to the earth. Tailbone is heavy, heart is light. And we'll go into that Kapalabhati pranayama again. So the hands might come to the tops of the thighs or if it was useful to bring something to the belly, they do that. And we'll take a breath in and exhale everything. And we'll take a breath in. As it occurs to you, let a breath in be an invitation for the right foot to step forward. And for us to begin this endeavor on the second side. So we'll lower the left heel toward the floor, press the feet into the earth, and we'll rise up to Virabhadrasana 2, Warrior 2. Feet are making this purposeful contact with the floor where you feel this sense of being anchored 
and the left heel. Heart is light. Hands communicate. And on an inhalation, we'll bend the right elbow, bring the forearm to the top of the thigh. And as you breathe out, let the left arm drop down and reach forward and up. Soften. And can you use this left side of the body, like the, the anchor of the left foot, making contact with the floor to support the shape, <coughs> to support the length of the body? Softness in the hands. Kindness in the eyes. And with the breath in, we'll start to transition this toward Trikonasana. So slowly begin to straighten the right leg, sliding the right hand down the shin, reaching the left hand straight up, stacking wrist over shoulder, over shoulder, over As you breathe in, press the feet into the floor. We'll rise up to stand. As you exhale, we'll release the arms and we'll turn both sets of toes again to face the long side of the mat. And this time we'll begin with the heels in and toes out. And before we go into another round of Kapalabhati, we'll realign with that sensibility, that essence of love. So as you take an exhalation, Bend the knees just a little bit, just like a hint of a whisper of a dewdrop of a bend. Let the tailbone be heavy. And bring the arms up so that it's almost as though you're holding a tray. Let the elbows bend, palms face the sky. And now can you invite the, the hands to become like pillow hands holding a pillow tray? And as you breathe in, remember the mantra of love. And as you breathe out, feel love in the body. And as you breathe in, remember the sound of love. And as you breathe out, feel love in the body. straighten the legs a little bit and as you breathe out we'll bend the knees again we'll come into force and you might keep your hands in pillow hands pillow tray shape or you might bring them to the thighs or to the belly and we'll take a breath in
here, we'll turn the toes out again, and we'll let ourselves fold into and just an easy bodied, easy minded forward fold. Let the crown of the head be heavy. Let the back of the skull be soft. And there's nowhere you need to get to. There's no need to have anything on the floor that's not already there. And you might bring the hands now either to the ankles or to the shins or to the thighs, or you might reach them sort of out and up in front of you. And on an exhalation, we'll start to bend the right knee, leaning the hips toward the right. Coming back to the center and then switching. Just at the pace of your own breath. And the center, leaning out and switching. And the next time that you are leaning to the right, we'll bring the hands to the floor and we'll transition back to a runner's lunge. And on an exhalation, we'll step back to downward facing dog. Or something like it, like puppy or child's pose. And on a breath in, we'll start to transition toward plank. So we'll come to top of a push-up. And we'll use plank as this launch pad toward half a frog. So as you breathe in, you might round the back a little bit. Start to take, lift the right foot up off the floor and bring the right knee to the outside edge of the right shoulder, and we'll start to lower that down to the floor, the inner right knee, the instep of the right foot. And for some of us, it will feel okay to come down to the elbows in sort of like a, a half frog, half sphinx. But for others, like this is too much. So we'll dial it down to chin resting on the back of the hands. And the work here is in bringing the sole of the foot to this sort of watery state where it's relaxed completely and you feel a sense of there being no effort to hold things together. Like your foot will stay together just fine without you doing something. And we'll invite that watery sensibility to sort of move in and around the right knee and that usually inspires a watery sense in the sacrum, in the lowest part of the back. And if we can find that, if it's available, it might invite you to sort of sag into the solar plexus. Sag being desirable and sag being a word that we reclaimed in yoga in 2013. And it was damn awesome. <laughs> so sagging in the upper belly, sagging in the shoulders, sagging in the heart. And 
And we'll bring the hands right underneath the shoulders, whether the chest is on the floor or the chest is lifted. We'll bring hands right below the shoulders. Sort of claw the fingertips into the floor. Tuck the left toes under, and we'll start to slowly press ourselves up to downward dog and just sort of jiggle out that right leg. Maybe letting the jiggle inspire some rattling through the whole body. Jiggle is another word we reclaimed. And as you exhale, release the right foot down and just luxuriate in downward dog. And as you breathe in, again, we'll transition to plank, top of a push up. And we'll press the palms of the hands into the floor, round the spine a bit. And as you breathe in, start to draw the left knee forward to the outer upper arm and then lower down the belly, the instep, the inner knee, and the elbows coming to this half frog. And for some of us, the medicine will be half frog, half sphinx. And for some of us, it will make more sense to lower the chin to the backs of the hands. But in any sense, can you let there be this sense of no effort required, a detangling in the soles of the feet, between the toes, around the backs of the knees, watery in the sacrum, watery in the solar plexus. side will come out of the shape slightly differently. So what we'll do is we'll start to slide the right arm toward the top of the mat, letting the, arm, the armpit settle down to the floor, maybe letting your, your left, your right cheek rest on your, your right arm, and then slowly rolling onto the back, bending both of the knees, bringing the soles of the feet to the floor in this shape of constructive rest. And as you breathe in, we'll press the feet into the floor, the soles of the feet into the floor. We'll press the small of the back into the floor. And as you breathe out, we'll come back to neutral. And as you breathe in, we'll press the soles of the feet, the small of the back into the floor. And as you breathe out, come back to neutral. And we'll move like that, just at the pace of your own breath, for a handful of breaths. Attending to sensation. What do you feel in your body? What does it feel like to have the length of the spine supported by the earth.
And so the next time that you're breathing in and you're pressing the feet into the floor and you're pressing the lumbar curve into the floor, we'll pause in that shape. And you might start to notice like what's required of your body. Like notice the, the contact that the feet make with the earth. Notice the engagements in the legs. Notice the core and all the way up into the shoulders. And as you breathe out, relax the effort. So come back to neutral, soften. And as you breathe in, we'll reach the arms, hands, and fingers straight up toward the sky. And as you breathe out, we'll reach the arms, hands, and fingers up overhead. So the backs of the hands land on the floor. And we'll bend the elbows enough so that you feel something akin to ease in the shoulders. <coughs> and we'll organize the feet so that as nearly as you can tell, your heels are as wide as the sitting bones. And as nearly as you can tell, the feet are parallel to each other. So the toes are neither pointing in nor out. They are straight ahead, side by side. Knees are stacked over the ankles. And so on a breath in, we'll press the feet into the floor and we'll press the small of the back into the floor. And as you breathe out, we'll use the strength of the legs to lift the hips, the low back, the mid back, away from the floor to bridge, Setu Bandha Sarvangasana. And as you exhale, we'll roll back down. And as you breathe in, we'll press the feet into the floor. We'll press the small of the back into the floor. And as you breathe out, we'll lift the hips, the low back, the mid back, the upper back. And as you breathe out, we'll roll back down. And the next time we practice this, breathing in, pressing the feet into the floor, the small of the back into the floor, breathing out and lifting into bridge, We'll pause in the shape. We'll linger there for a couple of breaths. And you might begin to notice the contact that the feet are making with the floor. You might notice the engagements that are happening in the legs. You might start to notice the distance from the belly button to the center of the heart. And your awareness might come back to that place that we call the solar plexus or the true heart, the hara, manipura. And so we'll stay here, maybe for one more breath. And to come out, we'll exhale completely where we are. And in this, the pause, in the space between the exhalation and the following inhalation, we'll roll down slowly. Mid, low back, hips land, and allow 
the breath to return to its natural shape and rhythm. And notice sensation. And on a breath in, we'll hug the knees to the chest. And you might like just start rolling from side to side. Or you might circle the knees. to move your body in a way that feels totally natural and absolutely essential. The path to Manipura invites us to listen to the wisdom of the body. To listen to our gut our true heart. And you might extend the arms out to T so that they're perpendicular to the spine. And on an exhalation, we'll let just the super ease saturated release happen where we lower the knees and the legs toward the right and we shift the gaze to the left. And everything become a little softer. A little more spacious. A little heavier. toward the left as you look to the right. movements that feel necessary and just perfect for this moment. And we'll slowly begin to meander toward a shape of rest or integration. And that's whatever shape 
is restful to you. So it could be on the back or the side or the belly or with legs up the wall, if you can find a little piece of wall. You can also be sitting. Let everything settle into the bones. bones to settle into the earth.
to bring your awareness to the sensation of breath as it passes through the nostrils, moving into the body and then moving out of the body. of your awareness to include the breath in its entirety, in its completeness. Be feeling a sense of the breath entering the body and then leaving the body. a pulsation of movement back to the palms of the hands and the soles of the feet. And invite that, that pulsation of movement to spread in a way that's natural and, and almost inevitable. you might make the body just as long as as possible and then hug everything back to the middle or maybe rock from side to side time in your own way start to slowly meander back toward a seat and you might bring your hands to rest at the solar plexus Maybe hand over hand or maybe some other shape will reveal itself. It doesn't have to be anything official.
when we are aligned or flowing in Manipura chakra, our potential is revealed. The power of being aligned with the true self, the highest self, reveals itself. And the necessary component to this is love. So if there were a mantra or a, an affirmation for this third chakra, it would be love, love more. And when we align with love, our fullest potential is revealed. Thank you all for sharing this space and this practice. Maybe we close by bowing to each other and, and just saying love. Love. Love.